What's up, everybody? Welcome to the View from Jamestown podcast edition. This is episode 31, the October 2019 episode. I'm sitting down with TCC President Rob Roach, GM of Sales AJ Petrarca, and Latin American Operations Manager Javier Fernandez. Morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Man. It's nice to be all in the same room again. I feel like it's been been quite a while. A bunch of travel the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I miss you guys. I haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome home from from Europe. Thank you. Good, good trip abroad. Happy to be here at a new podcast table. Yeah, first episode in the yep. new the new podcast studio, courtesy of uh, the Kettle Bottom guys. Came together really nice. Excited to to be using it for the first time. Yeah, real professional. Very legit. Yeah, we look we look legit now. Yeah, we do. We do. <laughs> We were looking at a picture from the very first one we did where we were all at the same conference table and like George was on one end, we were on the other end, <laughs> like this tiny little setup and now here we are. It's, it's pretty Look cool. Look how far we've come. Look how far we've come. Yeah. And it's only going to get better once we get a curtain behind us and yep. we'll have a uh, green screen. We can throw, you know. We can be at the beach. Yeah, we can be at the beach. We, yeah. <laughs> we, should, we should do that. Yeah. We should, like, be, depending on the season, you know, we be at the forest, at the beach. That'd be pretty cool. That's a good idea. Yeah. Well, Things like we it. could do to mix it up a little bit. Yeah. Make chemicals well, well, more exciting. Live from Paris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Eiffel Tower down. That would be romantic. Me <laughs> <laughs> and AJ holding hands. Oh, I see where this is going. All right. <laughs> So long story short, if you haven't been watching the video versions, now's a great time to start. Now we got the setup going, and it's a, it's a nice setup here. Yeah, don't watch the video version. <laughs> Just listen. Just listen. I got jet lag. That's why I look this bad. That's what it is. Um, I don't have any excuses. <laughs> we came back late last night. I mean, it was a, you know, we all had long travel yeah. days. Yeah, it's right. been busy. Um, but I guess we can jump right into to speaking why we're jet lagged. Obviously, coming right back from the EPCA this week. Um, you know, one of the four big conferences that's happening kind of around the world every year. Uh, this is the European version of it. So we had uh, Rob, Javier, uh, Ray Altenberger, and uh, Steve Friedewald over there on our behalf. Um, sounds like a, a busy week of meetings you guys had, lots of interesting conversations and, and hearing kind of the general mood and what's going on over in, in Europe. Yeah, definitely. You want to comment on what the mood was now or is that for later? No, we can comment now. Yeah, just extremely pessimistic. I mean, it was, you know... I have to go see my shrink after that. It was so depressing. But uh, no, I think uh, I think that um, you know the problem is that there's a, a lot of changing in terms of uh, laws and uh, a lot of geopolitical risk, a lot of um, soft uh, weak weak demand, and uh, you know you put all those things together and you get some very pessim- pessimistic forecasting coming through. So. Uh, Q4 uh, looks to be tough in, in all the theaters, um, Asia, Pacific, uh, Americas, and, and Europe. So, um, And then next year, a lot of people predicting a pretty tough year next year. Um, we're at a, a real tipping point in the chemical, chemical industry where um, you know we had robust demand since the recession in 08, 09, and uh, we've had a lot of capacities built to support the growth and uh, now with uh, you know with things getting to be a little bit more um, balanced, I'd say in terms of demand, uh, there's overcapacity. So you know we, we might see some rationalization in the coming uh, quarter and year. Um, we might see some uh, certainly some changes, especially with all the uh, you know the the tariffs and whatnot. And now uh, a lot of EU partners are talking about you know getting together to block some of the. Uh, 
imports that are coming in that are really destroying pricing in their market. Um, so there's just a lot going on. And, uh, you know, for, for the chemical company, uh, we're blessed to be doing as well as we are. Um, we've always um, been aggressively seeking uh, new customers, new supply, investing in our sales and marketing, and uh, we're going to continue to do so. So we're not as pessimistic. I think, um, you know, I think things are, are going to get better. But uh, some of the biggest topics, I guess, would be in Germany, the, the changes in regulation when it comes to cars with internal combustion engines, diesels, etc. There's a lot of uh, uh, people who aren't buying vehicles right now because they want to see where the regulations go. So that's done tremendous damage to the sales of new auto and autos in Europe. So that's yeah. a uh, auto itself, I think, is down 20 percent in Germany. Since the Mercedes-Benz is um, it's, it's, it's renting like football fields like just to store cars because their sales are not there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think all across Europe, uh, the, the automotive industry is down 15 to 20 percent. Yeah. There's changing regulation and people don't want to know, do, do I buy a, can I buy a diesel car and drive it into the city? In this city you can, in that city you can't. Yeah. You yeah. know, so nobody's going to buy a diesel car right now with uh you know, the concern about what's going to happen and then internal combustion engines uh, or a, a battery-operated vehicle. I mean, that's the big question now. So the, there's a lot of confusion on the consumer level. Yeah, it's been interesting. I think we talk about what's happening in Asia and China and then how that affects us. So it's probably an interesting time to have the EPCA. Not that they arranged it that way, but it was probably good timing to see what the mood is. They're kind of almost stuck in the middle in a sense and all these kind of big geopolitical trends and stuff going on. So Yeah, a lot of things that's damaging is their Chinese imports mm -hmm. into their, their dumping. It's, it's, Europe has become a dumping ground. It used to be Turkey, it used to be India, Latin America, but now Europe is, is, is one of the dumping grounds. So that's very hurting our suppliers and, 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 and the industry as a whole. Any talks about the Brexit situation or is that kind of just on hold? Quite a lot of talk about it because, you know, a lot of people are saying that, you know, Britain's got a point. You know, when you've got a situation like you have right now where, as Javi described, there's just tremendous amount of products being dumped in and you've got these member states of the EU and they, they all can't get together and come up with a common idea to stop this just destruction of the market. Um, you know, maybe Britain's onto something here, you know, because there's so much bureaucracy and things move so slow with the EU. Um, they're unable to protect their own uh, businesses. So, you know, it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a really tough time right now for, for Europe. Um, and, um, you know, we have our own problems over here. Fact is, they have their own problems as well, and uh, they have nothing to do with us. So, be interesting to see how these things pan out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but sounds like a good time for it, and, and you know, good to catch up with a lot of our suppliers and business partners over there, and good time to be over there and connect with everybody and kind of gauge the overall mood and see how things are going. Yeah, Berlin's a great city, great place to have the meeting. Um, yeah, it was a, you know a lot of great. I mean. Every meeting we had was, you know, we were full for three and a half days. I mean, it was, every meeting was full of discussion. And, uh, you know, the chemical company always sees this as an opportunity to get ourselves into new supply lines and uh, maybe hire some new experts uh, that we can put in the field in sales and things like that. So uh, there's always opportunity, uh, good or bad news. And it's good that it was well attended too. People are still going out, traveling, wanting to see these places. Um, you know, even us in the states. I know you were at the rubber show this week. It was uh, well attended. People are still kind of out there traveling and 
seems like people are trying to be as positive as they can to, to be out and about. Yeah, I mean, it was well attended and people are out and about, but I wouldn't say people are that positive. Yeah. You know, a lot of pessimism at the at the Elastomer conference because, uh, you know, a lot of the, you know, one of the big target end uses there is automotive, and that's also off here in the U.S. Yeah. Um, and then with GM on strike as well, you know, there's a... Uh, you know, a lot of pessimism uh, at the at the conference this uh, this year, but it was well attended and yeah. it was a good conference. Good, good. Um, you know, one of the other big re- regulatory trends going on, um, I believe, yesterday and, and coming in today. So today's the 11th. So this will probably come out on Monday. So we may already know by then. But uh, the U.S. and China are meeting um, today to talk about obviously the the trade war that's been going on for the last 15, 16 months, um, hoping to get a deal done or at least a. a pushing on the, the tariff deadline uh, as of now it's supposed to go up to 30 percent on tuesday the 15th on 250 billion dollars worth of goods coming in into uh the u.s and china so we'll see how those talks go it's the the mood has been positive but we'll see what actually happens and, and comes out of those and hopefully we can delay or come to some type of agreement you know a little bit further out i'm willing to guess not much comes out of it yeah you know there's 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 major issues here and it's uh the chances of something positive coming out of it. Maybe they'll delay the increase, but the tariff will remain. That's my so guess. It's, is, it going, it's, is it going from 25 to 30? Percent. Percent. Yeah. That's my understanding. On yeah. on some list, there's $250 billion, so mm-hmm. it's, it's one certain list. And as a separate list, I think it's list two, and then list three is going to be December 15th. Okay. That's supposed to go at 30%. So, yeah, that's that seems to be the general consensus. It's going to get pushed out. It's not going to get fixed or agreed on or go away today, but... Yeah, I think uh, AJ made a prudent comment before we got on the podcast that he's getting sick of this. Yeah. I think we all are. You know, this is ridiculous, and um, it, 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 there needs to be another tack or tactic to get this, you know, uh, some compromise here. Um, it, it's really difficult to operate a business, even as large as TCC, and there's a lot more that are bigger than us in this industry, when there's really no idea where we're going. So... Um, you know, business leaders, salespeople, uh, customer service, they're all waiting for this to, to be settled. And they're really, honestly, in my opinion, is no end in sight. So, um, so yeah, we'll it almost see. seems they'd be better off just saying, hey, it's 25%. It's going to be 25% for the next year. At least you can make plans and, right. and look at it that way. Right. I mean, the supply chains are critical from everywhere in the world, including China. And there's a lot of things that we buy at TCC that we can't find elsewhere. And still, it's 25%. Even though you can't buy it in U.S., you can't buy it in Europe, you can't buy it in Africa or Latin America, it's the only place we can buy it, and it's still 25%. I mean, that's just a tax on the U.S. consumer and U.S. business. So yep. it's um, you know it's ca- causing for some pretty uh, crappy balance sheets in a lot, of, a lot of companies. Switching gears a little bit, we did see some positive news, some reports coming out about uh, DINP. Um, expected to grow somewhere in the neighborhood of 4% uh, between now and 2024, so over the next five years. Um, that's based on the legislation that's in effect today. So obviously there's different uh, analysis going on on DINP and different phthalates, and that could obviously grow even higher if, if stuff gets rolled back and it obviously comes out that it's more of a, uh, a beneficial and non-harmful uh, product. So that's at least a positive news based on today's legislation and rulings that you know it's expected to grow and the, the outlook for PVC looks good. I hope so. You know, there's a there, there's been a lot of um, fake news, if you will, about DINP in recent years. The fact is that the flexible PVC market needs DINP. There's just not enough capacity of other plasticizers to supply the the, the gross market with 
uh, a general purpose like DIMP. It's it's a fantastic plasticizer. It's um, it's proven uh, worldwide that the uh, you know the health issues are not applicable to DINP um, to the point where we've got three um, major producers slash one one consumer that have submitted it for review uh, to the EPA. Um, there's no question that the product will grow. It's it's a it's it's you know as a general purpose goes, it's got the best uh, performance functionality, etc. So. Um, and then somebody told me recently in Europe that when DOTP and DIMP metabolize into the body, they, they look the same. So it's interesting uh, to hear that. Um, really, the you know the legislation uh, of blocking DIMP is dead, other than the fact that there still is some uh, question about Prop 65 in California, which you know there's uh, some specific use determinations there where you don't have to label. Other things you have to label, but again, as we've said in the past, you know they label fruits and nuts and coffee in California as well. So, you know, in in, in anything, it, it can have a harmful effect on the human body if uh, there's that exposure. But typically, when you talk about products made using DINP, there's not much exposure to the human body. And uh, sure, it shouldn't be used in toys. It shouldn't be used in these applications that it's already not used in, but, uh, you know, for things like carpet backing, roofing, uh, to floor tiles, et cetera, it's, it's proven over decades and, and a long time that it's a, it's a fantastic product. And we're committed to it. Um, we're committed to offering alternate plasticizers if people want them, but we're also committed to educating them that, um, you know, we need uh, supply of all these uh, different plasticizers to fulfill this market. It's slow right now, but it's going to pick up and then we're going to really need it. So, yep. Yeah, myself and Joe Diversa were at the Vinyl Tech uh, two weeks ago and one large manufacturer gave a good regulatory overview on the uh, kind of status of things and it said California is the only region in the world that has labeled DINP with any kind of actual negative you know, name or something behind it. Yeah. Not, not the only country, not the only continent California, the state of California is the only region in the world that has given it any kind of negative, you know, appointment. So it's, yeah. it's kind of a funny way to say it when the global, you know, when you look at things globally, it's, that's the only yeah, place okay. that's California done. is at the forefront of, of trying to do, um, you know, great things for their people. But when you do things based on emotion rather than real science, um, you know, th this is the sort of stuff that happens. So, yeah. um, you know, it's... We need we need DINP until there are a lot more um, large scale plasticizer producers and products that are available, and uh, I don't see that. I, I it's interesting that it's going to grow four percent. I mean, if we get the positive results of the testing uh, that we expect, it could grow even more. Yep. And obviously, we're happy to have uh, have Javier in town this week. Yes. Uh, he's been out and about, and he spent some time down in uh, in Mexico, and obviously, we're over in Europe. Yep. Um, but glad to have you back and wonder if you want to give a little update on what's the overall situation and, and mood, you know, south of the, the U.S. border. And, and obviously we've been close, watching Venezuela pretty closely in that situation. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on in countries like Ecuador and Venezuela and Peru, even though, for example, Venezuela, there's a, a gasoline shortage at the moment. So people are going out to the streets because, I mean, the, that was the only thing that they have going for you, the oil. And now they don't have that. Uh, so um, also, um, Aruba stopped buying uh, oil from Pelevesa, 
So PDVSA is, is getting less and less outlets for their oil. They have to go farther and farther and get, and there are more logistics costs for that, and it's, 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 it doesn't make any sense. So, so they're they're really in a pinch. And I think uh, I, I was reading this morning that the the salary, the minimum salary, is at four dollars a month adjusted to inflation. Wow! Imagine that. That's a Starbucks coffee. <laughs> yeah, that's a latte. Yeah, but no, not a latte. Latte is more like six, eight bucks. Yeah, that's true. That's a small, maybe a small latte. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe a small latte, but that's more like an iced coffee or something. Like yeah, that. but it's it's bad in, in Mexico. Things are are a lot of uncertainty. Uh, things to be looking. They have revised GDP to a lower for 2019, and 2020 looks flat. So that's going to hurt the, our, our our business there, but. I think we're very optimistic to, to see things change in Mexico. And Ecuador thinks uh, they, they end the subsidies in oil, so diesel double overnight, yeah. and uh, gasoline raise around 40%, so people are, are protesting in the streets. So everywhere you see there's a lot of protest <laughs> in Latin America. Things are not looking good, and hopefully things... Uh, Hopefully things get better in, in Brazil, in, in Mexico, because when those countries do well, the whole region does well. Right. And it's probably, I would assume it's a lot different than the States. You know, in the States, stuff goes wrong. We have these regulatory functions to mm-hmm. fix them, and you can you know, go to the government and all that stuff. Is it similar in Latin American regions, or what's the process it, to like actually get I mean, stuff improved? The, the, pro, the process is there, but the problem is the corruption. Yeah. So there's high amounts of corruption. For example, in Peru, the, la, the last four presidents in Peru are they have been the conviction record conviction record and also they have uh, lawsuits against them and and they they need to be incarcerated mm. the last four presidents wow. so so i mean corruption reigns the the region yeah yeah so so the process is there but it's just the the way of getting things done it's it doesn't work yeah well hopefully stuff improves or or kind of stays on that track hopefully the um you know protests and stuff go somewhere and, and Make some real change. Yeah. Best case scenario. Yep. Um, pricing updates and trends coming in October. Uh, coming into slowly getting towards the winter months. Definitely starting to feel a little bit, a little bit colder. Oh yeah. Up around here, the uh, getting darker. It's getting dark. It's getting lighter later. I did that backwards. Golf course is opening later. Unfortunately, we're we're definitely <laughs> coming into winter time. Um, but what is uh, what is pricing updates and, and things look like in October? Seems like it's it's been pretty flat coming uh, coming out of September, coming into October. Yeah, slight adjustment in propylene, um, slight adjustments in benzene, um, orthoxylene uh, up a, up slightly. Um, you know, oils actually trended down to the lower fifties. Now it's starting to return uh, more closer to the mid fifties with the Turkey-Syria situation, and then this morning there was uh, the bombing of an Iranian oil tanker by what looks like Saudi Arabia. So certainly a lot of tensions in the Middle East. Um, you know, what one of the things we talked a lot about in Europe was, you know, fracking, uh, gas and oil in, in North America. It's It's been a big boom for us to, you know, have this technology the last um, eight or ten years or so, and We've discovered a lot of uh, gas and oil. Well, what this has meant is that our influence in those regions where we were getting gas and oil from prior is is less and less. And um, 
heard the comment quite a few times uh, in the EPCA uh, how the, the United States' influence is needed in these regions, um, and it's no longer there. So uh, interesting how, you know, some folks, um, you know, now see the geopolitical issues um, partly because of our involvement being less and less in these uh, in these regions. So, and now you're seeing other countries step into those regions like Russia, like China, like Middle Eastern countries. So, um, good or bad, it's good that we have our own resources in terms of energies, um, but bad in, in the fact that we've uh, gotten quite a bit more isolationist in our, um, our global position. Yeah. And I think that's kept, you know, the, the fact that we've had um, flat or down demand quite a bit down um, is having an effect on the raw materials and um, keeping things relatively balanced. Yeah, it seems like we, like we always talk about it's more supply and demand fundamentals versus kind of what these raw materials are doing. Um, and now kind of starting to see it come down a little bit just because supply is a little bit higher globally. Yeah, I think the stock market stayed up. I mean, there's no doubt why that is. I mean, the new tax plan props up billion-dollar companies and not the individual um, or middle class or small business. It doesn't help us. Um, so, of course, they're doing well, and, of course, they're manipulating the interest rates by um, tweeting about pushing interest rates lower um, to keep the economy going. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of people were asking us. I think that was the first question, Javi, we got is how are things in the United States? Because they see us as doing extremely well right now. And the fact is that despite the, the Dow and the NASDAQ and the uh, unemployment levels, we're, we're not doing that well. You know, overall things aren't good and inventories are low and there's no buying uh, ahead of any uh, price uh, increases or uh, optimistic uh, forecasts of demand or anything like that. So um, now it seems that we're sort of joining the rest of the world in this slowdown. Yeah, all the, all the economic factors are not translating to the industry itself. You know, it's just, it, it looks great on paper, you know, housing starts, stuff like that, unemployment, but the industry is slow, definitely slow. Yeah. Um, featured products, new products coming into the, uh, the winter time. Um, obviously coming out of EPCA and some other meetings, got a lot of exciting things in the pipeline. Maybe some mm -hmm. stuff we can't quite talk about yet. Yeah. A lot, lot coming. Which lot, be, lot, lots of new stuff coming out. Should be exciting. For sure. Um, a few things we can talk about and I think have talked about are, uh, products like methanol and, and, uh, glycols that will see a slight uptick coming into the, uh, the winter time for, for some different cold weather applications. Yep. Urea as well yep. as a, as a spot in the, in the winter months. So yep. looking forward to moving to more of that. Yep. And so I know that's antifreeze and things like that are some of the big end uses for some of those products. Yep, windshield wash fluid, antifreeze, uh, ice melt, you know, kind of all of the above with uh, with that basket of products. Yep. So seeing some We've already seen some big storms hitting. So yeah. we're, we're, we're actually in the middle of a big storm right here in Nor'easter on the East Coast, but we've seen some big uh, snows out in the uh, western part of the U.S. and the mountains of... Uh, yeah, Denver got like three inches yesterday. Yeah, yeah, huge swings in temperature and... Uh, so yeah, the, the season's here. So of course, methanol, glycol, uh, urea, all used to combat, you know, freezing and ice. And, uh, and we're heavily vested in, in all of those and, and ready for a good season. Feel free to hit up AJ on WhatsApp for, for any of those products. <laughs> <laughs> Just email them. Email. WhatsApp email is against company policy, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but yeah, plenty of availability and, and looking good coming in the winter months. So feel free to reach out for you know any of those products. We'll be happy to talk to you about it. Um, trade shows, conferences came out of a big uh, six, seven week swing between the EPCA and uh, Vinyl Tech, the Elastomer Conference. So a lot of good shows this uh, this fall. I know the Elastomer Conference. I think it was one of the first times we've done it. Maybe walked once or twice in the we, past. We've walked it in the past. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So first time I've been personally. Okay. But, um, it was a it was a good one. Yeah. Yep. Good. Yeah, good, good to be out, and obviously glad that it was you know well attended and all that stuff. Uh, the Vinyl Tech was well attended as well. It was it was a good good event last week in uh, in Ohio. Beautiful so, Ohio. Beautiful Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> I look forward to receiving those sales uh, reports on those. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Looking forward to it. We <laughs> <laughs> um, got the K Show coming up next week. Uh, we'll have Ray Altenberger from TCC over there, um, just walking the show. So if you are. Out in case show this week, maybe you're uh, maybe you downloaded the podcast and you're listening on an airplane right now. You know, feel free to uh, send Ray an email when you land, and be happy to and I'll be happy to set up a, a meeting over there. Um, and then the Apple coming up in November. Kind yeah, of it's coming up in yeah, less than a month. Rounds out the year for shows, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, that's the fourth the fourth big one of the year. It's in Buenos Aires, Argentina. The schedule is is filling up quick, so looking forward to see our our peers, our Latin peers there you know it's it's a good it's a good city it's a, it's a fun city but i'm all about business <laughs> <laughs> that's right it's a hell of a it's a hell of a trip from here too right yeah it's a long long flight 10 hours so i'm looking forward to it it's a, it's a good it's a good conference good yeah it should be should be good to see what the similar to epca see what the kind of attitude is and see what yeah. kind of feedback we're yeah, getting yeah this is going to be my ninth apla wow oh, wow so I think I'll, I'll I'll have been around, I guess. Used and abused. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, last year was last year was Cancun, right? We couldn't you couldn't yeah. knock out of last year. It yeah, must have been tough. Yeah, that was a tough one. But it was tough one to sit in the lobbies when it's so nice out. Yeah. So it's like it's, it's a nice place, but you cannot really leave that hotel. You're trapped. You're trapped, and you see the beautiful weather, the the, the beach, the, the palm trees, and you're yeah, like, we, and you know, you're like, what are, what are we doing here? You know, it's we we all feel really bad for you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, come to Ohio. I'll go. To Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got the AFPM coming up in New Orleans this year. That should be interesting as yeah. well. We got some plans for that this yep. year too. We're starting so. to make plans. We'll. Uh, We'll have our, our golf outing on that Saturday, and then we're looking at a nice little kind of afternoon party, lunch, you know, get together type thing in there. We'll, we'll have more details to come as we firm things up. But yeah, yeah looking pre- forward to that. Pre-AFPM party, that sounds great. Yep. And in New Orleans, it seems only right. You know, yeah, we throw that's a little, right. Yeah, throw you got to have a little. Uh, and then the coding show, too, also coming up pretty much back-to-back weeks um, next year as well, next spring. Oh, is that right? Yep. So it should be a busy. So the coding show is right after AFPM? Back-to-back uh, weeks. They, they actually they overlap. overlap by a day. So, yeah. so wow. AFPM ends on the Tuesday, and the coding show starts on Tuesday. Yep. So it's going to well, be uh, uh, some juggling. Yeah, especially since the Wednesday it ends, Thursday I already booked a fishing trip out of Venice. So you know, that's most <laughs> I important. I guess I'm out for the coding <laughs> yeah. show. <laughs> we got two in Oahu waiting for us. So That sounds that sounds better than Indianapolis, not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> we could squeeze it in and then fly out, you know. Friday or something, we'll figure it out. Uh, and then inside TCC news, some uh, some exciting news from the office this week. If you yeah, wanna. yeah, uh, really exciting. Uh, Michaela Turnquist in finance has 
10 pound one ounce baby boy so far yet to be named yet to be named because uh her and her husband can't decide on a, a particular name yet but uh baby boy Javier's a good idea yeah <laughs> Javier Turnquist yes. that will float, float, float that out there <laughs> that will float nice I think that sounds wonderful <laughs> And also at uh, the logistics company, just learned this morning that uh, Josh Bell's wife is is in labor right now. So uh, the babies are flying. So it's uh, yeah, a lot of lot of love going on at TCC. Yeah, TCC family is growing. <laughs> yes, it is very quickly. Um, yeah. But in you know in sad news, uh, we did learn this week that uh, uh, prior sales manager Bob Evans passed away. Um, Javi, myself, and Kerry were actually sitting uh, at a dinner with our friends uh, at Ivonic, who uh, Forrest and Bob, uh, myself, Nick, uh, were around at the very early stages of this relationship, really formed that relationship, which is today one of our most important relationships. And it was really strange that we're all sitting there at dinner together with many of the people that started off 20 years ago as well with Bob and learned of his uh, passing. And uh, so we had a nice... Uh, nice round of uh toasting and uh stories about bob and remembering um you know all the funny things and great things that he did here at tcc and uh um so despite the fact that we've got some uh great new members of our family it hurts to lose one of the uh, tcc family so um our thoughts and prayers out to to judy bevins and the family and uh may he rest in peace absolutely any other uh, news or updates to, to wrap things up here? I don't think so. I, you know, just uh, pushing forward toward the end of the year here. Um, you know, coming into October, um, it's good to see all of our friends in Europe and, um, you know, sharing stories and information and looking forward to, uh, you know, even though it's going to be a tough year, according to most, uh, the rest of this year and next year, we're looking forward to a great opportunities for TCC and we're going to seize them. Absolutely. You guys agree? I concur. <laughs> I concur. <laughs> um, yeah, one note as we wrap stuff up, we will have an episode uh, in the next two weeks. We'll be having the CEO of the Vinyl Institute on in a uh, little interview slash kind of discussion talking about what they're doing. Uh, they have some pretty cool projects to uh, towards sustainability and, and promoting the use of vinyl and different end uses. Um, so it should be a good, good uh, um, interview and discussion. We've seen the Vinyl Institute at... Um, the Compounders Conference, and they were also at the Vinyl Tech. So they do some pretty good presentations. Should be an interesting episode to see kind of what's going on in the vinyl industry on their front. So we're looking forward to that. Should be out in the next uh, two to three weeks. So keep an eye out for that one. Um, if you haven't already, by all means, please uh, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Check out the uh, the video version, whether you're on YouTube, uh, it'll be on LinkedIn, Facebook. Uh, check out this beautiful new podcast studio and setup, courtesy of the Kettle Bottom guys. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening as always, and we will catch you next time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.